Hello again, everyone. It's Emer. And Dan. And this is our third ever broadcast from Spain. So exciting. Yay. <laughs> We've changed location slightly from our sitting room to our kitchen because we're eating pancakes for dinner. Because that's what real adults do, as far as I'm concerned. So if there's a little bit of noise in the background, don't mind us. It's all, it's, it's just pancakes. Well, now, I have, a, I have a, an argument about that because technically, since we're in Spain, it's not dinner time. It's still too early that's to be true. here. What time is it now? It's like seven-ish. Something yeah, like that's that. way too early for dinner. Exactly. So this isn't pancakes for dinner. This is pre-dinner pancakes? I'm not exactly sure what the uh, name of this meal is, but it's a meal that is not dinner. We have the option of having dinner later, and that means that we're still adults. Well, technically we're adults anyway, because adults are allowed to make decisions like this. True. In case you're wondering, my favourite topping is butter and sugar and lemon, because that's the best. Although I have to say, lemon and sugar and strawberries is definitely the best. We had, uh, they don't celebrate Pancake Tuesday here, so of course we had to go twice as hard to like make up for it. So it means that we pretty much only ate pancakes for an entire day, which was awesome. Is that true? Did we actually? Yeah. We, I've clearly blocked that out. Yeah, we ate a lot of pancakes. Way too many for humanly possible. Because yeah, t- I made a batch, which was probably 10 pancakes for two people. And then you said, no, no, Emer, we need way more than this. That I do remember. So I continued to, so I made another batch. So now we have 20 pancakes between the two of us, which is a lot of pancakes. Especially if you have to have Nutella on your first one. Stop saying it like it's a bad thing. Yeah, you have to have Nutella on your first thing. That's the rule. For those of you who are wondering, my favorite topping is pretty much everything that's on the table. I have to find some combination that they all fit on the pancake. That's about it. What about uh, fried bananas? I usually try to make sure they're on the table. Oh, right. Okay. I see. So what has happened since we last talked to you? Oh, we were parents for a weekend. That sounds stranger than it is. We gained some dogs for the weekend. Uh, A friend of ours was away, so they asked us to mind their two dogs. Very, very well behaved and incredibly photogenic dogs. So photogenic. It was Mm. great. My Instagram was on fire. But yeah, that was fun. I've never had dogs before. I only ever had cats. So that was very different for me. And their owners were like, oh, well, you know, this is what you need to do. And I was like listening and Dan was like, yeah, I've had dogs before. Shut up. (laughs) Well, I, I know what to do with them. So, you know. Well, That's not fine. shut up, but I've had dogs before. The, the, th- the thing for me, though, and this is a theory, and dog lovers out there or dog people will probably agree with me automatically, cat people will not, but cat people are wrong. I'm um, a cat person. Exactly. My theory is that cat people, probably a large percentage of you, are only cat people because you've never had a dog. I wouldn't agree with that. Well, you were like nervous and stuff about the dogs and you didn't know what to do with them and you weren't sure how it was going to go. And I was just like, as it actually happened, I agreed without saying anything to Emery. So he was like, hey, you want to take the dogs? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. We'll take them for the weekend. Went home, told Emery. And he was like, what? I mean, okay, okay, but how do we look after dogs? And I was like, it'll be fine. It's grand. And it was fine. It was. But what cat people don't, maybe don't realize is... The feeling you get when you walk into a room and you've been gone for like 10 seconds and there is some being there that is incredibly happy that you've returned. That's true. But then the flip side of that is you feel guilty if you've left them in the house all day because they're so happy to see you. You're like, oh, I wish I was here with you all the time. Yeah, but 
we didn't leave them alone for all that long. No, we didn't. But like, like the longest they spent in the house, and this is another benefit to having dogs, the longest they spent in the house was when we were having a siesta, and you literally have two radiators sleeping next to you. They were very warm, all right. Mm. Very warm. I don't know. I, I don't agree with you, but it was, a, it was a very interesting experience, and I would have dogs again, but I'm still a cat person at heart. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's just because you're wrong. <laughs> you're allowed to be wrong. Uh, so if anyone else in Spain wants to give us their dogs, which apparently... Careful, there's some really, really big dogs around, so... Yeah. We get offered dogs quite often, actually, because we were offered other dogs as well, and now we weren't mm. able to take them, but we get offered dogs all the time, so I'm just... I think we should just quit teaching and just mind dogs. They are incredibly popular here. Everybody seems to have dogs, and they're great dogs. There's a lot of really, really nice dogs, well-behaved and well-trained. Actually, just this morning, I was out walking with some friends, the same friends who we looked after the dogs for and we bumped into one of their friends who has a Doberman and I don't know what it is about Doberman but I mean it's incredibly well behaved he's, he's a really really well trained dog I was nervous just because it's a Doberman those things are incredible they're you know beautiful animal but just so much muscle and it's like a brick yeah but it, it's beautiful as well exactly it's like a leopard maybe it's you actually, know there's a they, lot of power in it. It actually has feet like a horse. It's got that, that kind of stature of a horse. It's like the skinny legs down to these enormous big feet. But anyway, I met up with them. Two dogs that we were there with, the other two dogs, um, are quite small. All the Doberman wanted to do was play. It looked like a pup had the same movements as a puppy. Um, and it's enormous. Like probably could have eaten everybody there if it felt like it. <laughs> So yeah, what else did we do? Oh, we went away to Hot Springs for the mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, there's a town quite close by called Arnadillo, which was amazing. I've always wanted to go to Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. So they have, uh, there's naturally a river that runs through the town. And it's obviously, there's a crack in the earth's surface or something. I'm not entirely sure what it is. But I think it's a crack. Yeah. So it means that as the river runs, if there's a big rock, the river will dig out. A, they call them potes, which is like a, a hole, essentially. It's a pothole in the river. Yeah. The river will just naturally dig out one on the other side of the rock because all the silt and stuff will get dragged away and that kind of stuff. Um, so there's natural ones you can sit in and the rivers, it's super warm. So I think it's like 30 degrees, 40 degrees. Um, well, you see, that's the really cool thing because they've got, there's, there's one where they've built up this area with like stones from, from the, uh, the river and... They have three sections to it. One of them at one end is much deeper than the other one, so it's it kind of you can go from hot to cooler, which is just fantastic, especially when it's like the middle of the night, you're staring up the stars in a river, really, really, really warm and comfortable. And you could see the steam. Yeah, which was all you could see. You can't see each other through yeah. the steam, especially not at night. No. Even with two glowing white Irish people reflecting light onto everybody else around them. We were very pale. Mm. And we're not the palest Irish people I know. No. No, there are some people who definitely would have died or killed everybody else by, by through through sheer luminosity. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we were very pale. It, it's so funny. You don't notice these things until you're like in the the baths, but like you just look at everyone else and it's just they're just a slightly darker shade and you just look so pale compared to everyone. Like, you know, it's like, "Oh yeah, we're speaking Spanish, we're blending in nicely." We're like, "No, we're not." <laughs> We're not blending in. Don't I, lie. I didn't even notice actually until the, so there's there's this thing where you're sitting in the in the hot water and then you're supposed to get up, 
go to the cold water of the river, which is not pleasant. Well, it's not actually that cold, but it feels super cold when you've been sitting in yeah. 40 degree water for half an hour. Exactly. So you get into that freezing cold for about a split second, because that's as long as anybody's going to sit there. And then you normally shiver your way back to the hot water. It's supposed to be good for your circulation or something. But I didn't even notice how white we were until I went to get out of the water to go to the river. I put my hand on a rock and went, oh dear God. Suddenly struck with the whiteness of myself, which we mentioned to a friend who was there with us. And he said, yeah, because I'm quite pale for Spanish people. I'm like, And he has like a beautiful caramel skin tone. Now in mm. summer, I imagine he'd go a little bit darker. But it's like a lovely ca- caramel kind of tone. Mm. And he was like, yeah, I'm really pale for Spanish people. And we were like, yeah, well, we're so white. Yeah, we're, we're Irish. So no, white. This is just normal. Although the, the funny thing about being Irish and being so pale is that you're constantly warned to wear sunscreen. You're like, no, you're going to need to wear sunscreen when, when, you know, when it hits summer or spring. You know, you got to be careful with your skin. And we're like... Do you really think we've lived this long as Irish people and not learned about the necessity of sunscreen? Yeah, I'm like I feel like we invented it. I don't think we actually did. It was invented for us. It was though. invented for us because somebody, somebody probably came over and was like, "Look, if these guys ever leave this country that's dreary and rainy and dark most of the time, if they ever want to go further south, somebody's got to do something for them before they leave." Yeah, and these parasols are just not cutting it. It's actually the most beautiful place in the world, Enciso. Or sorry, not Enciso, Arnudio. It's just a lovely small village. And people go there for the hot springs. They're, they're supposed to be um, good for your circulation. So you're supposed to like go into the hot bath and then like get out and get into the river and then do that again. We were there for three days, I think. Yeah. And I saw many, many, many people who had clearly gotten into the hot water probably knew about the whole get into the cold water afterwards thing and went no because obviously we're up here on the camino uh, in nahara but so in in Arnidio they get a lot of cyclists um who obviously you know make the trek up there and then get into the baths which i imagine would be amazing yeah because there's nothing better than like sore muscles than like getting into this amazing hot spa mm. but yeah it was just magical and no matter kind of what time of day or night, there's always people there. So it's actually really nice. It's kind of like community. I was a bit worried about like them being like, oh, damn tourists. But, you know, the locals and the tourists and everybody is kind of all in the same thing. And it's just really nice. And mm. we just felt really welcome and it was really friendly as well. We we um, spoke to one man. We've gone out on just a long weekend. Mm. Um, so just as a, a break from, from being in Nakata and being around school working all the time as far as i can remember the only local that we spoke to was in the hot springs at the time yeah and immediately it was like okay so what do you guys do and we're like oh we're english teachers and almost drowned his daughter dragging her over to speak english and be like hey look you know she can do that. and the spanish people do this all the time all the time they're like hey look there's a native english speaker speak english to them now and okay like, his daughter was probably all of six mm. maybe if even yeah and we're just like your parents, you know how children work. No, they were super sweet and she counted to 50 and it was lovely. And But it was just funny that like they're always, and they're always like, oh yeah, my English is super bad because it was so bad in school. I'm like, I know, I have students. It hasn't changed. And it's just very funny. Mm. But it's the same, we would do the same though. Like if someone speaks Irish in Ireland, like, oh, speak Irish to them there. Do we? I don't know, I feel like they do in Galway anyway. There's a, a different attitude 
to English here. I mean, it's important, clearly, and it's going to be use, a really useful thing to have in the future. So everybody really wants you to improve your English and get your English to a really good level so that you have that when you get older. And that makes sense, which we obviously don't need, need that in Ireland because we're native English speakers. But it's so important to them that it becomes this bigger thing, this, this super important thing. And I don't know about you, but for me, I just like, leave the kid to enjoy the hot water. Ah, uh, well, she lives there. She can do it anytime. It was fine. Yeah. Arnedillo, or Arnedo, which is like the big town. So a lot mm. of the times here, towns, there's like one big town and then a lot of satellite towns, which are like connected to it. So Arnedo is the big town over there. Mm. Where we were, and Arnado is where they do all the shoes. Arnado is famous for leather shoes. So if you ever see shoes that are, say, let's say, made in Spain, they're all pretty much made in Arnado. So we went to some of the outlets there and got super cheap shoes. So yeah. Dan did his yearly shopping for shoes. Well, I needed shoes anyway. I had every intention of buying a pair of shoes. Got to Arnado and realized that they were a third of the price. So rather than just take the bargain, I was like, well, I can spend just as much and get three pairs of shoes. Which you did. Which I did. Good though, super good quality. Mm-hmm. I bought a pair of blue boots and they're quite warm, which is really nice. So it won't be very useful going into summer, but they're right, really useful right now. So I haven't really quite gotten used to the weather here. Um, it's We're definitely approaching spring, like a lot of the trees are flowering and stuff like that. But it's still prone to drop, the temperatures are prone to drop quite low. We were supposed to get snow this weekend and we did get sleet. I actually yesterday went to uh, Logroño, which is the, the big town nearby to do some shopping and just have a coffee and stuff. And on the way there, I could see that pretty much everywhere except for Nacogdoche got snow. If the, there was just like, now not a huge amount, but everywhere is just covered in snow. So there's a guy that we work with in the office who is going to get quite a bit of slacking over this because he has told us twice to be careful. We're going to get a huge amount of snow this week. And, you know, you, you want to make sure that you've wrapped up warm and get your boots on and stuff. No, no snow. Got a tiny bit of sleep in the middle of the night, and that was about it. And then this weekend, he was like, yeah, I think we're going to get a bunch of snow. Nope, nope, you you would have been right in any other town. But not here. So, yeah, he gets a lot of slag, and I was slagging him about it the last day as well. So, he's a glutton for punishment, obviously. Yeah, he'll never mention snow again. No, or the weather, ever. What else is weather-related? Oh, the river as well. I know this is super local news, but... The river, they opened the, the rivers are all dammed here. So they opened the dam further up because it was filling up. And literally the the river has just been full of trees mm. since then. The bridge is like half blocked because we just have a whole load of trees. And they attempted to like use a cherry picker to pull them out of the river. One of the days when I was walking past and it was the most comical thing I've ever seen. It was just, it was like, this isn't going to work. We all know this isn't going to work. What are you doing? So anyone who's who's anyway technically minded can imagine that there's a bridge, there's support beams or support pieces for the bridge. I think there's three across the river, one of which has caught like half a forest. Um, yeah, there's three arches. Yeah. Um, so they bring along the cherry picker. And my first thought was when I saw the cherry picker, I was like, well, it's not going to hold the weight. But even if it did, you would do it from the top of the bridge and lift the wood. Straight up. Yeah. These guys decided to go to the soil at the side of the river, which has been waterlogged for around about a week and a half, and attempt to bury the cherry picker by dragging wood in. And they have more chance of getting the cherry picker into the river than they did the wood. Well, out. the wood didn't move at all. No. So that was successful in that way. 
But yeah, it's very much the local news at the moment. The river and the flooding. And it's flooded now. In Nakhra, the the river has quite big banks because obviously they're used to flooding or they built it with the intention of. So like further up and further down the river, it's a little bit more of a big story because, you know, buildings are a little bit closer to the river edge and that kind of stuff. But here there's literally no issue. You know, you can still use all the bridges. You can't use one of the pedestrian bridges, but you can use the main ones. Other than that, it's 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 just a something to talk about. They all just talk about it all the time and they're all standing on the bridge looking over being like, God, there's loads of water. It's just hilarious. Just very entertaining. Also, while we were in Arnadillo, we uh, we very luckily had, as we normally tend to, essentially local guides, people from around the area, well, people from Nakara who know the area, who brought us to see some fossilized dinosaur tracks. and Oh, dinosaur footprints, yeah. Footprints, yeah. Which was very, very interesting. But the, the strange thing, actually, is that the, uh, the landscape around it kind of lends itself to the whole dinosaur thing. It's an incredibly barren area. Beautiful. It's quite arid as well. But yeah. Um, but very, very arid and, and unforgiving. It has an unforgiving look to it. Which has a certain amount of appeal. If you set up a town there, nobody is going to attack you. Because why would you bother? Because nobody wants to do anything over there. Yeah. yeah. But, and it's also quite mountainous or quite hilly at least. But was um, very interesting. There was loads of different tracks. It looked like it was like um, mud or, or part of a watering hole at the time. Yeah. Now right. the river has cut further down into the valley, so it's not by a river now. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was there was like a Stegosaurus, and I don't know all their technical names, but there was a couple of different types of dinosaur, and you could see like the smaller ones of a baby and stuff. It was very interesting. I was pretty excited about it, and it did not disappoint. Yeah. They had big uh, styrofoam, not styrofoam, like big giant dinosaur models as well which were super fun to like pretend to run away from and that kind of stuff if anyone from the spanish government is listening emer definitely did not steal a fossil i didn't steal a fossil i stole a st- i took a stone uh, from the car park you said stole now so no, it's on the record no i took a stone from the car park a car park stone which was probably brought in anyway to like gravel the car park yeah it's literally a piece of gravel yeah so, I'm not accused of defacing a national monument, actually, I'll have you know. So, please don't arrest me, Spanish government. I mean no harm. I think you should come and check, just, just to be sure. <laughs> and then the uh, the dinosaur tracks are really near a town called Inciso, which was, when we were there was kind of gearing up for uh, Carnival, because festivals differ in dates, depending on where you are here. Are you in one village? It could be the week before or the week after. You know, it's just very different. So they were gearing up for Carnival. It's actually quite a nice village. It's very uh, kind of small and windy, but they have a really old castle ruin at the top of a hill. And you just get these beautiful views of the surrounding neighborhood and stuff. So it's just really nice. The strange thing about the Carnival thing is that obviously they've got very specific traditions here and different traditions. One of which as I understood it, is that people dress up during Carnival. Yeah. In some towns. Some some specific towns have uh, as their own kind of traditions around it. And in this town, it looked as though one person would dress up as one particular character, another person would dress up as a different character, obviously good and bad. And I think that the 
good people will go around essentially congratulating you on being good. The bad people will go around trying to catch you and then the good people would chase the bad people away. That's how I understand it. If anybody from Enciso wants to explain that further, they're more than welcome to. I didn't quite follow it. But the thing is that it's it's quite popular for children. The children are obviously really into it. They have the most terrifying masks for those people. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. They look like a demon goat. Yeah, the bad ones are definitely goats and they're horrifying. Maybe they're good, I'm not I'm sure. Not, yeah, that's the thing, I'm not even sure if it's the, they're... They were both bad. horrifying anyway. I was like, this scares your children. It does. It's not a fun thing. This is horrifying. Please don't do this to children. I don't know. They have a lot of weird traditions here in Spain. Not that they're bad or anything. Sometimes I'm just like, Jesus. Then I suppose we have a lot of very scary old Irish stories, so... They were to make sure you didn't get killed by diving into the dangerous river or something. This is just... Some creepy old man chasing you around the town in a mask. Which, in Ireland, I'm pretty sure is probably illegal. Uh, yeah, probably. Speaking of men, actually. So, I've discovered that Spanish culture... Don't laugh. <laughs> Spanish culture is very different to Irish culture in one main way. Now, it could be just because we're in a very small town. Or it could be that I'm horrifically ugly by this town's standards. But I have had not... One member of the male population who I don't know talked to me. So That's not entirely true. Okay. There was that one man who spoke to you. We went out for, for uh, drinks with friends that night. And he is apparently locally known as, as a... Well, he sees himself as a bit of a pickup artist. And decided to moan to you about the fact that he couldn't find any girls to pick up. Wasn't that right? Yeah, yeah. He was giving out that he wasn't able to get his bit that night. So I promptly left that bar. Super flattering. Yeah, so the only person in four months, only man in four months who has attempted to chat me up was a man complaining that other women wouldn't take him home to me. And then five minutes later, realized that I was a woman and then attempted to convince my friends to let him, to talk, let him talk to me. And they were like, yeah, no, go away. Man's got game. Yeah, it was such game. So flattering. So I'm not sure what it is. Like, I have relatives in the town, so maybe it's that as well. Or maybe I'm just, like, club-footed some type of horrible ogre in this town. Because the women are quite well-dressed here and very good-looking. All the women in Spain are very good-looking. It's ridiculous how good-looking the women are. Yeah. Or how many good-looking women are. Yeah, the average is just way higher. We have very many, you know, we have a great number of good-looking women in Ireland, but somehow the proportion just doesn't seem to add up. I don't know if it's the amount of olive oil they're drinking or if there's something in their water, but there's a huge number of very attractive women. Now, that being said, anytime you mention that to a Spanish man, he'll try to correct you and go, no, no, there's, there's loads of really ugly ones out there, and I'm like... Yeah, where do you hide them? Caves? <laughs> now, that actually is possible, because there's a lot of caves around here. <laughs> But maybe they are hiding them in caves. Because there isn't one woman on television or in a telenovela who isn't beautiful. And most of the average people are very, range from good looking to very good looking. Mm-hmm. And there's like some average people and that's pretty much it. They don't really have very ugly people. It's, it's as if they have like every couple of years they just have, have a cull of ugly people. They're just like you, didn't you, grow up you, right, like you, get in the van. They just ship you to the caves. Maybe that's what they use the caves for. Must be. They've been closed since we got here. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they just keep them in there. What else can we talk about? Oh, the election. 
The election has just happened in Ireland. By the time you listen to this, you will already know what a shower of something the new group of representatives are. And congratulations to everyone that got elected. Don't screw it up again. We can't really have any say because we we weren't home to vote and I wasn't really keeping up with it either, to be honest. So we're not really involved in it, but I hope you all had a good time. Congratulations to everyone who got elected. There seems to be a lot more women this year, so I'm delighted. Whether there'll be any good now is the next question, but sure, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it anyway. We do like to kind of keep an eye, even if we're not really that involved. Well, sure, we're Irish. If there's bad news to be had, we'll get it when we go home. That's very true. Who? Guess who died? <laughs> it's a classic. You know, you're getting older. You're turning into your mum. Traditional Irish greeting. Yeah, when... Uh, Someone says, do you know who died? And then you're like, oh yeah. And then you have to discuss the person who died. And if you don't know anyone who died recently, you have to read the newspaper to make sure that you have news about someone who di- you didn't know. Who, who died. died. Uh, we haven't got a huge amount of news this month, I'm afraid. Been working an awful lot. Yeah, we work very hard at the moment. Uh, we, have, um, we have a lot of early classes and a lot of late classes because our schedule has to fit in around everyone else's working or school schedule. So we're properly into Spanish working time, well, more or less into Spanish working times now, which means you essentially start quite early, usually really quite early, seven or eight, depending on the job. Eight seems to be normal. And then you finish a lot earlier than normal. But in our case, it's actually we finish late as well. Because, well, we do classes after people finish work in the evenings. So we work a little bit later as well. But that does mean that we have the middle of the day empty, essentially, of classes. So if we're not planning... We're sleeping. Because yeah. it's a... We, I have firmly embraced the siesta tradition. When in Rome? Yeah. I, I just... I wouldn't be able to do life without it, to be honest. So I'm, I'm grateful that I'm not just like... Emer just loves napping. I have a national excuse to sleep during the day. So I think from now on, if I ever just need to nap, I'm just going to blame the Spanish lifestyle for the next 30 years. Yeah, oh, I lived in having Spain. Having a siesta, it's necessary because I lived in Spain. Hmm. Yeah, 30 years. That's how long it's, I'm going to be trotting that your, one out for. your Spanish heritage. It's very important. Before we leave you, I took up a new hobby when we're here. I took up weaving. A friend of ours made me a, I don't know how to call it really. It's like a small wooden box. Sort of. It's a loom. It's a loom. Okay. I have no idea what the terms are. So I've started knitting or weaving, which is quite fun, actually. So I've woven. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I've woven a, a neck warmer. English teacher for the win. <laughs> I've woven a neck warmer and I finished that. So that's good. So I have to think of what my next project is going to be. So if anyone wants a neck warmer, let me know when I will figure out how to make one for you. I'm okay at the middle bit. The starting and the finishing I'm not so good at. Really holding on to the youth there. Real, you know, I'm I'm still a child. I'm young at heart, and I just happen to weave neck warmers for people. Yeah, yeah. I am not an eighty-year-old woman in disguise. I promise. Well, that's it for us for this podcast. Hopefully, we'll get another one out to you this month. Well, actually, we're at the end of the month, so maybe so next month. Hopefully, so that's bye for me. And bye for me.